Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. What a character that's uh, Al Davis, isn't he? Uh, moving on. Speaking of colorful characters, how about Elon Musk? We were just talking about Elon Musk last week and the idea of the Hyperloop and a company in Canada that's uh, trying to make it happen. They want to, uh, in fact, explore the idea here in Alberta in a little bit more detail. Uh, it seems like Elon Musk is always uh, coming up with some some wild ideas. Some that he's pursuing himself, others that he's just putting out there, I guess, like the Hyperloop and see if anyone else can can make something of it. One of his big ideas, though, one of his uh, pet projects, of course, is SpaceX. And it's really revolutionizing, you know, the whole concept of space travel and, and who is going to be involved in space travel. Never really seemed like that would be or could be the purview of private companies. Uh, SpaceX is certainly turning that on its head. So I think what they're able to do in terms of technology is pretty remarkable. And they're setting the bar pretty high. But it's more than that. I mean, Elon Musk has some, some big dreams, some lofty ideas uh, about humanity, not just technology. But the fact last week that SpaceX was able to reuse a recycled rocket booster is a big step because that was something that Elon Musk uh, set his sights on, something he was determined to do, and something that people were skeptical about. Uh, so the fact that they were able to do so successfully last week is a big step uh, towards making this technology a lot cheaper. Joining us for some further thoughts uh, on all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program Ashley Vance. He's a writer at Business Week, also author of the book Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the Quest for a Fantastic Future. Ashley, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. All right. So in, in your view, I mean, how big was this for SpaceX last week? Well, it's a huge deal, not just for SpaceX, but for aerospace in general. This is what the company has been chasing since it started about 15 years ago, this idea that you don't have to throw a rocket away after every single launch, which is a, a huge cost. You could think of throwing a plane out every time you fly it from from New York to L.A. or something like that. And and so this is the goal that, that people in the space industry have been chasing for a long time. It's interesting because, you know, along the way, I think there have been a lot of things that Elon Musk thought that SpaceX could do, uh, and there were a lot of doubters who said that they couldn't. D does it seem as though they're, they're making a habit here of proving the doubters wrong? They are in, in, in a lot of ways, yeah. I mean, SpaceX tends to, and Elon tend to promise the world, <laughs> you know, up sure. front, and, and it usually takes them a bit longer than, than they let on at the beginning or they expect, but they, they do have this track record now of delivering on just about everything they claim they're going to do, and, and there were plenty of naysayers when they started saying that reusable rockets wouldn't work, and, and really nobody else was even researching this idea, and now, you know, Elon has the other space companies on the run to try and match this. Well, and you talk about promising the world. I mean, now his goal is to be able to to turn a booster around for relaunch in 24 hours. So he's he's doubling down here. 
Yeah, well, Elon promises a lot, even multiple worlds, like going to Mars. <laughs> yeah. Know, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so today SpaceX charges about $60 million for a launch, which is already a fraction of the cost of all the competitors. And when you start reusing the rockets, you know, you get that $60 million down to 30 Hopefully, one day they think down to $10 million. And, and this just really changes the way we think about launching into space. So it's not just the price, it is the, the cadence. Most of the big launch companies launch about once a month, and, and SpaceX is trying to get to multiple launches a month. And it just it really changes the way we think about space and what we can do there. Right. So, I mean, it's not just about this guy and this company and what they're trying to do. I mean, it's really about, uh, as you say, everyone else who's, who's pursuing this and, and sort of how we think about space travel. Absolutely. I mean, we're at this very interesting moment in time. A lot of people don't, you know, pay that much attention to the aerospace industry, but there's something kind of fantastic going on, which is that Elon proved that a private individual could could have a successful space company. Many billionaires had tried and failed at this before, and then they've started doing things that have never been done before. And now there's a ton of startups that are coming that want to even outdo what SpaceX has done. And so they're trying to build even cheaper, smaller rockets that could fly not just a couple times a month, but, but arguably once a day or at least dozens of times a month. And there's tons of new satellite companies coming along as well, doing all kinds of interesting things. And, and we really are at this, this kind of uh, inflection point, for lack of a, a better term, in the aerospace industry. But I mean, for SpaceX, though, what's the end game here, as, as you understand it? For SpaceX? Yeah. Well, the, you know, Elon's grand vision is to, some people think it's crazy and some people think it makes a lot of sense, is, is to create a colony on Mars, not just with like five or ten people, but with a million people. Um, he wants to create kind of a, a backup plan for the human species in case something goes wrong here. And everything SpaceX does is is a step towards that goal. They have this business where they take up satellites for companies and for countries, um, and, and that's how they make their revenue now. Uh, but all of this is a quest to make ever bigger rockets that could get to Mars and, and start this colony. And, and so that is the real end game. This has been Elon's life dream for many years now. Right. And I mean, it makes him sound like somebody, uh, you know, out, out of a science fiction movie. It's, we haven't really seen a, a kind of company like that that's creating technology that's, that's able to make revenue, that's able to produce these things that have some, some practical value, but still to have this all in pursuit of, of this, this far off dream. I mean, like, yeah, and, you know, there's good and bad parts to Elon. He can be a really hard guy to work for. He can be really kind of miserable to people sometimes. But you have to give him credit on this one because, you know, SpaceX is one of the most impossible business stories in in the history of business. I mean, it should not exist. So many people had tried to do this before and burnt through their entire fortunes. This is a company that competes against entire nations, which have years of experience and billions of dollars in investment in their technology, and he's proved that he can fly rockets faster and cheaper than just about anybody else. And, and you know, it's this idea that has, has now really changed people's perspective on space. And um, it's an incredible accomplishment, and it was not easy. I mean, SpaceX almost died many times along the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, when you look at everything else Elon Musk has been involved in, it, it does seem as though this is now coming to, to define him, do you think? The, yeah, I mean, the... <laughs> 
you know, he had a rough road for a long time. I was not a big Elon fan at all because from about 2001 to 2012 with both Tesla and, and SpaceX and SolarCity, um, he always promised the world and the companies always seemed to struggle to, to deliver on, on what they were trying to accomplish. And then all of a sudden, you know, his companies have really hit their stride. Today, I think Tesla just surpassed Ford in market cap on the, the stock market. Um, you know, the, the cars are selling very well. SpaceX is, is seeming to set a new record in aerospace every month or so. And, and so this is a guy who, you know, he, he, he's lost money and made money and lost the money all again on this journey. And so it's, it's like a, it's an incredible time to see this guy go. Right, and even the things he's not involved in, I mean, just the things that that he's conceived, it was interesting. We had a story here last week about a Canadian startup company. Uh, They got about $20 in private funding to to pursue the idea of a Hyperloop. And there are a lot of companies now chasing this. And and again, this was something that I think, as I understand it, he conceived the idea, but said, look, I'm too busy doing all these other things. Let's see if others can make it happen. So just the fact that this was just his, his brainchild, the impact that these kinds of ideas are having, it's quite something. It's pretty funny. What he, yeah, because he first announced the Hyperloop a couple of years ago, and the same thing that usually happens with Elon is, is a bunch of people think he's crazy, and then some people take him seriously. And over time, since he's he's proven himself more often than not, now more people are taking him seriously. So there's the Hyperloop. He has this idea of building a, a space internet, which you would surround uh, the Earth with thousands of satellites that would beam high-speed internet down to everybody. He also just announced that he's got this neural lace startup, uh, which would be a kind of brain-computer interface with electrodes in yeah. your skull. Um, <laughs> you know, so he he's a man in constant motion. Yeah, he really is quite fascinating. Well, actually, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for your insight. Uh, again, that book is called uh, Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the Quest for a Fantastic Future. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Right, there you go, Ashley Vance, uh, business, uh, ri- rather, writer at Business Week, and uh, Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the Quest for a Fantastic Future is his book. Uh, we got to take a break here. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.